person. Well, you know, if God is supposed to be an infinite and perfect person, he doesn't sound very much like any person I know. They're all finite and not so perfect. And he doesn't sound like the God of the Old Testament who is wrathful, vengeful, jealous, prone to ethnic cleansing. That He doesn't sound so infinite. Well, so you might think, Ken, but that's why some of the smartest philosophers of each generation end up devoting a lot of their synapses to working these things out. Now, we have one of them with us today to help us, Richard Swinburne from Oxford, and he's going to hopefully explain how this all fits together. You know, if we're going to spend most of our time trying to understand this concept of God in the Abrahamic tradition, maybe we ought to first spend a little time on some other conceptions of God. Well, our roving philosophical reporter, Zoe Corneli, spoke to someone with a very different view of God. She files this report. San Francisco is home to just about every concept of God you can imagine. I headed down to the Saraha Center, a Buddhist temple right in the heart of the city. It's part of the new Kadampa tradition, a sect that has sparked controversy for breaking with the Dalai Lama and for having what some call a cult-like devotion to the movement's religious leaders. My name is Michael Rollins. I'm a teacher here at Saraha Buddhist Center, and I've been studying and practicing with this tradition for about seven years. Rollins says before becoming a Buddhist, he was living on the streets, addicted to crack cocaine and methamphetamines. Now he lives in a house with 14 other Buddhist practitioners and dedicates about 30 hours a week to the temple. I asked him about the Buddhist concept of God. In the new Kadampa tradition, we don't believe in such a God as a creator of the world. However, we believe that the world appears to a mind that perceives it. So there's no inherent world that exists independently of a mind that perceives that world. So uh, it, w- it would almost be like each one of us is God or the creator to our own world. What I experience is my truth and what you experience is your truth. And there's no judgment to be able to say that I'm right and you're wrong. That leads me to a thought experiment. What if, in the world that I create through my perception, I strongly believe that God exists? Would Buddhists agree that in my world there is a God? What we would consider is described in Buddhist teachings on karma or cause and effect. The experiences and the conditions that we now have arise from the causes that we created in the past. So if we believe that there is a God that is the inherent creator of our world, it's due to the fact that we created the causes to experience that effect now. Okay, so if Buddhists don't believe there's a God out there calling the shots, how do they know what's good and what's not? The Buddhist view on virtuous and non-virtuous depends upon our intention. So if we have the intention to help others, then we develop good karma. However, if we have the intention to harm others, then we develop negative karma. So Rollins poses the question, if you suddenly push the person standing next to you down onto the ground, is that good or bad? The answer depends on whether, for example, you intended to push them out of the way of an approaching car or into its path. However, because human beings suffer from what is called self-grasping ignorance, Many times we can have the intention to help others and we can wind up harming them. Rollins says Buddhists' goal is to create enough good karma that they can eventually become a Buddha. But he says some non-Buddhists make the mistake of equating that idea with God. Buddha means 
awakened one. So a Buddha is not a god or a creator of our world, merely a living being who is reliable in the sense that they have completely perfected minds of love and compassion for all living beings and only wish to help and benefit others. Rollins says every person has the potential to become a Buddha, but of course it takes a lot of work, and he says that spiritual practice might not be right for everyone. Actually, Buddha said, don't believe in what I say because I'm called Buddha, but test the teachings, try them out for yourself, and see if they work for you. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Zoe Corneli. I'm John Perry. I'm pretty immersed in self-grasping ignorance, and with me is Ken Taylor, and I'll bet he is too. Well, I don't know. Our guest is Richard Swinburne. He's professor of the philosophy of the Christian religion at Oxford University.